kazoo soundtracks, genuinely excellent puns, and one very special birthday song. This is the PlayStation Access Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK, where this week we're talking about video game soundtracks. Hooray! Yay! Oh, this is my domain right here. I'm loving this. Yeah, I I don't think I told anybody that we were doing this before we even started. Literally where I found out just now. (laughs) So but I know it's something that you guys all love and that we talk about a lot, like music and video games we all chat about. And I know that the comments have been like, What's your favorite soundtrack? What's this? Like a lot of video game music questions come up so it feels like the natural time to do it right now absolutely because when's like the present as the saying goes (laughs) that is what they say (laughs) so to introduce our lovely full rotor of hosts today i have come up with some video game musical puns so everybody's name is based on a fictional band found in a video game. Okay. That's cool. It's very specific. Yeah. Uh, In doing this research... I'm impressed that you've managed to just find four. Yeah. In doing this research, I found out about Milk Can. Yeah! Yeah. Milk Can! (laughs) Yes! So it was going to be Ash Milk Can, but... (laughs) It still can be. Can it not it's, be? That's why wasn't right. it? <laughs> because I, I, I really wanted to get the old gods of Asgard in there. I was going to say, I did, yeah, thought, yeah, I did think I this thought. was what all this was about. What is Milk Can? Milk Can is the uh, band within the Parappa the Rapper universe oh. with Umjamalama, Katie Cat, and you know they do their like songs and stuff. Okay. I can't remember it. The character, the character's name of the drummer. It's like begins with an M. I'm having a blank right now, but it's their band, right. and they've also got an album on Spotify oh. where you can listen to their versions of Umjamalami songs if you're interested. It's a girl punk band that's oh, full of animals. Okay. It's great. That yeah. is, it is great. Yeah. I like the name Milk Can as well. It's, it's cool. great. But great. yeah, I have gone for Old Gods of Ashgard because, you know, I gotta be representing the remedy verse. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's getting later into October. Well. My power's growing. Alan Wake 2 comes closer. <laughs> um I've also got Sorry, where where are the old gods of Asgard from? Ashgard. The the, the, the remedy verse, which is control and Alan Wake. Oh. Yeah. Good stuff. I need to play those games. You do. They're actually called Poets of the Fall in real life. So they're a real life band. Oh, they are real. But they oh. become old gods of Asgard within the games. That's their like in-game persona. It's good, isn't it? It's very clever. Very, very clever. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. We're only learning things, and we're. I know. We were only in the we're intro. intro. Two minutes <laughs> in the broadcast. Uh, Dave, yes. yours was the hardest I found. Okay. So I went into Guitar Hero characters to be like, well, who can I get here? Because Dave is a Guitar Hero man. And j- just so has it, the character that I've seen you play as the most as well is Midori. Okay, so yeah. Midavy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> Which sounds like it's like Davy Jones. Oh, hey, Mid- Midavy. Midavy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Midavy. Um, I'm trying to think who's got the better one out of you two now. Rosie, I'll go for you because I think you'll like this one. Okay. So, again, in my research of musicians in video games, I came across a retro game that <gasps> I thought fit this very well. Guitaruzi Man. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God, you slid in Guitaru Man, you legend, you hero. Brilliant game. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about Guitaru Man and why it's great. Yeah. It was Guitaru. <laughs> <laughs> No, I could do a whole podcast on that. Thank you very much for, for that pun. Well, That's you're fantastic. Allowed, you're allowed to talk about him in our main feature. So oh, I'm all lovely. Because okay. I guess it's music. It so. is music, yeah. 
<laughs> Rob, yours, right, comes from a crossover universe between comics, films and games. It's from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. You are Sex rob on. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome that's one. I think that's the best pun I've ever had on yeah, the podcast. That is yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. There were some terrible ones I could have done and I thought, no, this is too good. I have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. Uh, but yeah, these are the people that will be speaking in your ears today. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So a little preview. Hi, I'm Sex Rob Bomb and I'm here to do a podcast. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yes. One, two, three, four. Get into it, my guys. Uh, so a little preview of what we're going to be talking about today is our main feature, which is video game soundtracks, music from the world of gaming, and a very special PlayStation Access mini quiz that I'm really excited for. Oh, no. yeah. oh I thought this Come up on. in about three minutes, oh, honestly. Blimey. I'm so gassed. Whew. We're then going to go to comments of the week, which is community highlights from the hashtag Tag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Woo! We're then going to go to Before We Go, which is some coverage outside of gaming. But first, I have to ask the question what's new? Okay, what is new? First of all, the most important thing is it's my mom's birthday today. Oh. Happy birthday, mom! Happy birthday, Happy Wendy! Birthday. No, Robert, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> what's your mum's name? Wendy. No, it's not important what. Mom, what her mum's name is? Don't she you? like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> she, my dad loves Lord of the Rings. Um, she likes the Property Brothers. I don't know what that is. They're I'm Canadian. afraid. Does she like Marilyn Monroe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does she like to feel slightly uncomfortable? I, you know what? I, she she loves a special treat. So I think. I Will think you even show well. this to her? Uh, well, it, this is the thing. My mom watches our content. Oh, really? Yeah. So she knows you. <laughs> oh, God's sake. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Oh, for my mom, it's a bit Happy weird. Happy birthday, dear Randy. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, precious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Thanks, god. Rob. Yeah. Oh. Well, that was you know, <laughs> so it's so well done. <laughs> <laughs> so special, well, thank you. You should have known. You can't you can't mention a birthday around me. No. Yeah. I actually forgot that that was a thing. I just thought shout out to I can't say Big Wend. She gets annoyed if I call her Big Wend, but You've said it about three times now. Sorry, Big Wend. <laughs> Should I do it again, but say, Big Wend instead? <laughs> I'll cut it in for her. Uh, it's because I, 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 I always say it makes her sound like she's um, like a trucker, like, yeah. a, like a trucker cafe woman who like serves up hot dogs. And she's like, I don't want to be a trucker hot dog woman that serves up hot dogs. And I'm like, Big Wend, it's your destiny. <laughs> Anyway, Big back, Wen's to, calf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back to the games before I get carried away talking about my mom's birthday. Um, recent releases is what we're going to start with. So, Dave, I'm going to yeah. throw it to you. Oh, good. Mr. Assassin's Creed Mirage, man. That's me. You've been playing. It came out on the 5th of October. We've got a lovely stream on the channel, but you have been in the world with Basim. I've been Baghdad. assassinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been doing lots of uh, hidden blade Ain't action. Ain't nothing of it. I'm a, I'm a hidden one. Yeah. I am really, really enjoying it. I think, you know, we talked talked about it beforehand about about how it seemed like it was going back to its like Assassin's Creed going back to its roots and it's it really is mm. but like a really elevated version of that all the ideas that were in the original Assassin's Creed are just like better now mm. you know that like they've learned how to 
what they wanted to do i think with the first one they've just improved everything the world is like beautiful moving around it is fluid and fun and easy but you always i always feel like i'm in control and know what i'm doing um and i'm just having a great time just exploring it as much as anything it's quite the story is very linear which i really enjoy personally there's not really choices to be made or anything you're just living through this story which i uh, i really love there's like a kind of detective element you have like an inf- uh, a board of like a infam- investigation board where Ooh. you're like pulling together clues and seeing where you've got gaps in your knowledge and uh going out into the city and trying to like find that there's loads of weaponry to upgrade um and yeah it really it does favor the stealth player mm. but uh, you know, Basim's no slouch when it when it goes a bit wrong. But I really enjoy doing my best to be a ghost. Ooh. I thought you were just going to. I thought you were going to say I, I really enjoy just doing my best. I was like, oh, that's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Rosie, I do enjoy doing my best. Yeah. But yeah. There's also loads of cats, Ash. Like ah, so many cats. Ah, They're ooh. everywhere. Like, I love it. Uh, I haven't seen a special cat the yet. Special, the one with the nose. I read about special cats. I haven't seen them, but oh, yeah. uh, lots of cats. But then, yeah. to be fair, I've just been looking at the cats, yeah. and I didn't know what to look for. So maybe I have seen a special cat. Mm. But yeah, loads of cats. You can ride a camel. I was going to ask. That was going to be my question. Am yeah. I right in thinking you can ride a camel? You yes. are right in thinking that. Yeah, you can I saw ride a, a piece camel. of key art with a basket on the back of a camel. I was like, I hope you get to control the camel. Yeah, yeah. and you get to see the beginnings of. The kind of like assassins secret Ooh. hideout. Yeah, more on the camel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> secrets <laughs> of the camel. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm having a wonderful time. It even has an Assassin's Creed filter that you can put over it Aww. to make it look more like the original game. Oh, that's It has cool. a sort of bluish tint. The original game. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really, really lovingly kind of yeah. Just I don't know. I love it as a, as someone who particularly loved Assassin's Creed Two and that era of Assassin's Creed. It's like it's great. It's perfect for me. But it's learnt loads from, you know, all the explorations they've done into open world stuff and as well. It's great. Yeah. I like that the guards uh, stab haystacks when they're walking past. They can just be like, oh. Yeah. So you can't just hide in them. Just bass him, gets a spear. <laughs> We've learnt over all of the Assassin's <laughs> Creed games. So this is where they like to hide. Yeah. yeah. So even the guards have been playing and learning. Yeah. They're like, all right, let's check this out. <laughs> yeah. you, you, they've also like, a, you've got a um, a bird of prey. I'm not sure exactly what it is. An eagle? Maybe it may be. Probably an eagle. It's, an it's called eagle. Enkidu anyway. And... Um, They've learnt about that too. They fire oh, arrows no. at your eagle. I don't know why I said so confidently it's an eagle. I don't know. It's an eagle. Oh, I, right, okay. Because well, like, you have eagle vision yeah. as an assassin, it would make sense. But I think it might be a hawk. But yeah, they fire. Yeah. Because, you know, you can go up and just, I like just doing it just to look at the city from above mm. and just fly about. It's like a lovely, it feels quite nice. It's like a slow way of yeah. moving around. But, and then the other day, an archer just shot at me <laughs> and it really surprised That's me. really sad. <laughs> yeah, it's really quite sad. But you, don't worry, Enkidu can't be killed. Or at least as far as I'm aware. That it just, you lose that ability for a bit. Enkidu's like, I'm getting out of here. They've got anti-air. <laughs> Multiple arrows. It's just like, I will carry on <laughs> yeah. seeing the city. <laughs> like Boromir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, won't go it's down. It's an eagle version. Oh, 
my god, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick the thumbnail from that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the big flat Boromir moment. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage, though, you yeah, you've been our, our key player on this. You were sports correspondent last yes, time. Yes, I was. Yeah, you're, you're now our Mirage correspondent this week. I know. Um, yeah. Because the rest of us have been on a certain game that yes. is coming soon that we can talk more about on the channel. So keep an eye out there. Yeah. You have to guess what it is. That's that's the clue. That's a visual we're allowed clue. to say a visual clue. Um, but yeah, so so Dave's been Dave's been doing a, a little double dip on that and, and Mirage. So it's really nice to hear a bit, bit more about yeah. it. Uh, the other thing that's just come out on the thirteenth of October, Friday the thirteenth of October. Oh, can't be good. Ooh. Can't be good. If Everybody you do. loved your spooky version, so you go do a, oh. a, an ooh as well. You did such a good one. It was all like sort of. Ooh, it was like it was very good. My uh, my voice feels a bit dry. I oh. couldn't. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Sorry. Well. I've let us all down. Oh my god, Rob! Mm. Actually, you can because last time in the podcast, don't know if you watched it. No. This is good because that <laughs> means I can spring things on you. So last time on the podcast, we all did our scariest Halloween's coming song. So because it's Friday the 13th, so it's been spooky quite yesterday. Just say Friday the 13th as scarily as you can. Friday the 13th. Oh, I like the theatrical angle. Yeah. I, I thought Ash was doing like a witch's cackle afterwards, but it was just her actual laugh. <laughs> It's like a tinkle of a bell. <laughs> tinkle of a bell. Like Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on, on the spooky note, yesterday, as well as Friday the 13th, Lords of the Fallen came out oh, as yeah. well, mm. which, you know, we actually haven't had our hands on time with yet because no. we're recording this super early. It'd so. be great if everyone could just stop making games I know. for a little bit, wouldn't it? So well, many. Yeah. Just give us, just spread them out a bit more. Let's just spread them out. Yeah. You know? I am particularly excited for this one, though. I'm like, particularly excited for this oh, one. Well, yeah, I played. I'm the excited. I played the first game. Uh, I played the preview. Event. Yeah, I know. I'm annoyed. Everybody, nobody who played the original game has got to do all the previews. I'm, yeah. I'm, I wanted to do the previews. Yeah, I'd actually love to hear a bit about the original, and then we can talk about how we're excited for the second one. If you've if you've got some knowledge you want to share. Not really. It was my oh, first. Mister, I played the original. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have anything to say. What do you want me to tell you? It was. But this is. I, I don't know what you want to know, Ash, but it was my first foray into uh, like a Souls like. Mm. It was my I hadn't I still haven't played any Dark Souls, um, but this was <laughs> the first uh, game like that that I had played. I played it on PS4. It was quite. It came out quite soon after PS4 launched. It looked. I thought it looked incredible. Mm. I remember watching you playing it. Yeah, it's such a good looking game. Just yeah. imagine Rob over the shoulder, like. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, it, I feel like compared compared to what I've been told about the Dark Souls games, like it's a it's a it was a bit more forgiving. Mm. Um, a, a, another thing where you know one of the, a game has looked at something and and has tried to do it, its take on it and maybe make some things a little bit more straightforward. Mm. But I really enjoyed it and loved the world. I think it's like set in like a kind of an underworld ish yeah. hell. Um, and my character, I just remember, was really big and bulky. He like, felt like he could take a hit. <laughs> but I don't know what the relationship is to the new game. So uh, the new game is, it's 
about like a thousand years in the future or something. Okay. So it's like the same vibe, but it's totally accessible for new players right. and like expands upon it and builds into different things. And it's double worlded as well. Okay. That's the that's the word for it. Double worlded. Double worlded. Yeah. Double worlded. Yeah. Where you've got Axiom and Umbral. So Umbral is the underworld and Axiom is the overworld where it's like the land of the living and the land of the dead. And if you die, you go to Umbral and have right. to fight your way back out to get back into oh, Axiom. That is cool. And you, you can solve you can solve puzzles yes. by shifting between the worlds oh, like like intentionally and you've got die. like you've got like a lantern which you shine that like reveals umbral so yeah. you can see if there's like a connecting bridge between uh, two platforms in umbral and and then you have to die to go there. I think you can shift between the worlds without dying. Right. You can Preferable. shift back in. Once you're in Umbral, you're stuck in Umbral until you find a totem right. or, or like some way out. Um, one of the the like old lamp bearers are, are basically your, your bonfire-esque things. But okay. you can get seeds that you plant to make little places where you can rest and all that sort of stuff as well. But once you're in Umbral, yeah, you have to figure out a way of getting back over there. So you have to decidedly shift there. If you spend too long there, enemies get stronger and start coming after you a bit more oh, as well God. which is really cool it just looks amazing yeah. like yeah. i'm so excited to actually get teeth into this and to be able to come back and talk about it with some proper playing yeah. under our belts as well but i just wanted to highlight that it's out this week um so if you're excited good and if you haven't heard of lords of the fallen it is a gnarly souls like with loads of creepy wonderful skeleton architecture <laughs> <laughs> which is it's it looks really cool yeah. it looks really cool upcoming releases then then, uh, yes, we have a certain special Marvel Spider-Man two. Oh yes, coming out on the twentieth of October. Stay tuned on that one. Hey, we've also got Endless Dungeon coming out on the nineteenth of October as well. Um, which is, I I went to play this at Sega's yeah. studios and got an interview surprise with Lyra Lynn, the composer and musician on the soundtrack. So you're going to hear that in our main feature. Um, but Endless Dungeon, have you guys played any of the Endless games before? No. No. So it's I like... played a little bit of Endless Dungeon. Oh, yeah. At WASD. Yeah. Or W-A-S-D. <laughs> I don't know what the official pronunciation of that is. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it. I only played it for like 10 minutes, but yeah. really enjoyed it. Not Endlessly. No, not endlessly. <laughs> Sadly, your time has come to an end. Yes. Uh, yeah. oh, this is good. I didn't realise you, um, you'd you had a little bit of hands-on as well because it's like a, a twin-stick tower defence game, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. that's cool. I didn't know about the tower defence bit. I thought it looked... I've only watched the trailer and I thought it looked... I really liked the visual style of it and yeah. it looked fun. I was getting a twin-stick vibe, but not like tower defence-y mm. Yeah, stuff. well, yeah, from what I, my hands-on was just building like gun turrets and placing them strategically and trying to move deeper through through the endless dungeon, I right. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, trying, to, trying to maintain the turrets you've got whilst also shooting some baddies. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very good. Oh my God, There's a, there was a wonderful quote that I'm going to butcher here um, from one of the developers who said that it contains the four B's of baddies, which is like blobs, bosses, uh, bugs. And there was just the bots. There was all sorts <laughs> of like little horrible things that were that were part of it. It just really made me laugh thinking about the four B's. <laughs> four B's. <laughs> the four B's. Uh, the four B's have been the, the, the enemy types and the fifth one being bosses. So the four right. B's. Five Bs if you include bosses. Mm. Crazy, right. isn't it? Uh, but there is more to talk about in this dungeon than the five Bs. So 
twin stick tower defense where you build turrets. You basically, you are exploring opening doors and working through this abandoned sci-fi space station that is like gloriously weird and wonderful and holds loads of secrets. And the thing you need to do is get a crystal bot from your location to the next one to be able to like power things up. So as you go through, you're basically plotting a path for your crystal bot to get to the end of the level. And enemies will come out as this is happening. So you'll have waves and then everything starts up when you end the level and try and get your you traverse with your crystal bot to the end. So it's all about placing things strategically, repairing them when you can, upgrading your weapons, loads of different types of weapons and kind of element types that you can use against the different types of enemies as well. Um, finding like science machines to be able to research stuff. There's loads of cool things in there. And it's all based in this kind of, space western saloon so mr cantina yeah. you're gonna like it oh another name for me now mr cantina <laughs> yeah. all right okay <laughs> i'm guessing this is a star wars thing not because i'm known for my love of cantinas well i don't know about your appreciation of cantinas but i do know the star wars cantina love so that's true yeah very true yeah yeah weren't we talking about someone the other day who just really hates like space space cantinas was it yeah. i think it was secret boss's friend i think it was secret boss secret boss himself yeah. He just hates Cantina. Or maybe Secret Boss's friend. But yeah, very yeah. strong. I couldn't get behind that. Yeah. But yeah, no. Specifically Space Cantina. I think it's yeah. Secret Boss's dad. Oh, right. And oh. I was like, what, even the original one? He yeah. was talking about how in Star Wars they always have to have a weird, ooh, we got to go to a weird bar. And I was like, yeah, it, does, it has got a little bit like that. And he's like, yeah, my dad hates that. And I was like, even the original one? He was like, yeah. Especially like, I the hate the Cantina. Yeah, the music's iconic. Yeah. Talking about soundtracks. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the good stuff. So this saloon is not a cantina, I will right. emphasise. And it is uh, built up as you go on. So you get rewards for it as you go. There is a, a like a house band there. And this is where Lyra Lynn comes in. Because right. she is this... Oh, she's got such a gorgeous voice. Yeah. Um, that's very kind of noir pop. Like Ooh. very... It's, oh, it's amazing. Um, and... She is an avatar in the game. She's the singer of the band. So you've got to go through and unlock her a bit later on to, to finish off your band. But you can get like the drummer, the guitarist, this, that and the other um, as you go through and you get them as rewards. Um, and there's also a little bar there and like archives and other stuff. So you can kind of read about the, the lore of the place because a big pull of the Endless series is it's crazy lore. It's interesting gods and stuff that go on uh, behind the scenes. So being able to pick apart that and figure out the story is is half the fun of, of going through this endless dungeon. And the bar you can use as kind of a modifying place as well, where you can have different beverages that change the conditions of your game. So it's really cool. It's really well thought out. There's loads of different characters you can play as, and it has three-player co-op as well. So oh, nice. Hey. reading facts off now. Like, here you go. Here <laughs> also, you go. this, 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 and this. Yeah, you yeah. want to know about Endless Dungeon? Let me tell you about Endless Dungeon. <laughs> you have endless knowledge on Endless Dungeon. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, but I just really enjoy playing it. It was a really nice, chill thing. Like, I played um, in the three-player co-op as well, and it was quite nice just being like, go to the turret, go here, let's go, go, go. Just like the flying V formation, like in football. Yeah, um, <laughs> like in football, yeah. And geese. The flying V. Do yeah. Crystal Palace often use the flying V, Rob? No. No. <laughs> I feel like it'd be quite no. intimidating to see a flying V of people coming at you. I think it would Depends work. if they've got the ball or not. It's an interesting tactic. Yeah. Yeah. I'd maybe do it defensively. Right. The like a funnel. V. That funnels them in <laughs> to the goal. Here's the goal. <laughs> yeah. So in you go. And kick. There we are. Perfect. Well, well done. done. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, there we go. That is uh, that is a little preview of upcoming and stuff that's just come out as well. I've gotten everything else and I've put NA. That's where I probably should have spoke about my mom's birthday. But, probably. Yeah. But she's too important as she Big is Wendy. too important. I like, on the day of release, come on. Wendy, I just want to say, Ash has got me saying Big Wend and I, now I remember you don't like it and I'm sorry. Yeah. And so it's just Mrs. Millman. <laughs> That's respectful, isn't it? Sorry, Mrs. Millman. Yeah, I don't think anybody's called her Mrs. Millman. Ever? No. Is she Mrs. Millman? Yeah. Why? Surely someone has. I don't know. Like at the bank? Yeah. The post office. Look at help me with today, Mrs. Millman. <laughs> they all know Wendy. They're all like, oh, Wendy, come here. Oh, big when. <laughs> How much would you like to deposit in your account today? <laughs> That's why they call it big when. It's the big stats. Uh, big spender win. Yeah. There we go. Big okay. spender Big wender. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, it's either big wend or mom. Those are our two right. names. <laughs> so... But yeah, let's move on to our main feature now where we're going to talk about video game soundtracks. But first, let's have a little interview with Lyra Lynn slotted on in here. Um, she's really interesting. You can hear her beautiful voice, her beautiful speaking voice, and then go and listen to all of her lovely Spotify tracks and the amazing Endless Dungeon um, main theme that they put together as well. If you go and look that up, it's oh delicious. Very good song. Um, so yeah, here is Lyra Lynn talking about Endless Dungeon and her role as a musician and composer. Hello, everybody. I am here at Sega headquarters with Lyra Lynn, who is general musical genius on Endless Dungeon. Lyra, would you be able to describe your role in this Just game? Just general us? musical genius is yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think that. Because <laughs> you've like done composing, singing, songwriting, like all sorts on this soundtrack, haven't yes, you? Yes, yes. Production, composing, yeah. all of that. Yeah. And it sounds very good. Just Thank to, you. Just to like put that in there as well. It sounds very good. Thank you. Uh, so to jump into our little interview, interview here that we're going to do I was wondering what drew you to songwriting for video games and Endless Dungeon in particular honestly they approached me yeah oh um, well perfect yeah uh, I think that I just had some straight up organic fans uh, yeah. at Amplitude and they sent an email and said would you be interested in composing songs for this game and I said heck yeah yeah what was uh, appealing about it being like a new medium to work with um what I think is so interesting about video games is is obviously they're so immersive and and it's a lot like film, you know, music for film. Like there's got to be a certain sense of drama um, and, and I am a big fan of that. And also like cinematic production and things like that. But um, I thought it would be such an interesting juxtaposition to have my music be in a game because like I don't think one would typically associate me um with this world because the music that I make is typically more I, organic is such a dumb word, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure of a, a better word at this point. Um, analog maybe, yeah. um, you know, it's lyric focused, it's melody driven, active listening music. It's not necessarily ambient music. Mm. Um, so to have, have someone ask me to participate and, and create active listening music for a game where, from what I understand, music is generally passive mm. and atmospheric. Um, that seemed like a really exciting thing to, to be a part of. Does it differ from your usual songwriting process, like knowing that it's going to be within a game world? Or sure. is it, like you say, with the lyric focus kind of idea? Is it just the same sort of goal? 
I think the goal for me in music, no matter what the medium is to make people feel something, yeah. you know, that's, that's rule number one. Um, but yeah, the process for creating music for the game was, is very different, you know, because I'm, I'm giving, given prompts and certain uh, subject matter that they would like for me to include in the lyric. And that could be like one word or three words or so. Um, and also, you know, they had ideas about the tempos and the keys. And um, so I had to tick a few boxes, you know, with these compositions, but I enjoy that sort of challenge. You know, whereas when you're writing for yourself, you're writing probably from personal experience and there's a zillion different ideas that you could follow and that can be a challenge, a different mm. sort of challenge. Um, so I, I enjoy the, um, the sort of assignment aspect of, of composing for this project. So you're saying you don't have personal experience of trying to escape a, a space well, station? No, but these songs were written during lockdown. Oh, okay. And like yeah. COVID lockdown. So um, they sort of wrote themselves. You know? Yeah. Okay. The someday, track on a space station makes sense. Yes. Then, yeah. Someday we'll be free again. You yeah. know, that was the first track. Um, and we were all feeling that, you know, please let us be. <laughs> <laughs> please let the, let us be free again. Um, yeah. So when you say you have like prompts and words, is there any specific ones that were for Endless Dungeon in particular? Yeah, let's see. Um, they wanted me to write a song about the um, the spiritual, like the gods mm. um, of the Endless Universe, who they call the Endless. Mm. So I wrote a song called Endless. Whoa, I see <laughs> what you've done super there. Super creative. Um, but uh, I think that's a really beautiful concept, you know, just about, like the idea of God, whatever your God may be, um, it's usually universal that it is endless in time and in space. So um, that was a really fun song to write. I've never written anything about that before, um, but that's something that certainly most of us can relate to. Yeah, I think that kind of really ties in with your like pop noir sound as well, like that kind of dark, melancholic yeah. idea of music coming together with religion and God and all that sort of thing. So obviously music is a massive part of religion too. How yeah. would you kind of describe your your sound and how it slotted into this world? I think I, I mentioned cinematic earlier. Um, I think there's a sense of drama, you know, um, uh, lyrical, it's lyric based, you know, the lyrics are really important to me. Um, but it's also really important that the songs be... Um, easily relatable for for many people you know regardless of where they are or what their interests are or what kind of person they are um I guess you know genre is always a, a touchy subject uh I I'm often put into the Americana category and I am I guess that's because uh because it is lyric focused music and um and active listening but I tend to think that it's more like indie pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, very fair as well. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think you've got a really, oh, look, I'm a fan. I just think it sounds Thank like you. really lovely and it's very, it's like dark Lana Del Rey kind of vibes, which I guess you would put as Americana as well. But I'm the wrong person to ask, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool that you can branch into all these different things and bring yeah. that to something like Endless Dungeon as well. Um would you describe yourself as a gamer, like before approaching this game? Like, have no, you, no, not at all, not at all. Oh, wow. no. But uh, we've been talking about 
starting. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try my hand <laughs> at it today. <laughs> yeah, I'm we are excited. in Sega headquarters. Yeah. To be fair, so. and you know, my character, my avatar, is not revealed in the game until you've reached a, a high level. So I, I I have incentive to learn because I have a huge ego and I want to see yeah. how awesome I look in the game. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to ask you what it's like to be turned into an avatar, but have you have you not seen the final thing? No, I mean I've seen sketches, you know, sketches. Of, okay. of her, but I've not seen it in action. No, yeah. I mean, that's so cool. It's like, you know, um, that's timeless. Mm. And plus she looks, you know, perfect. Yeah. She's no, <laughs> yeah. she's no blemishes or wrinkles. Thank you, Amplitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so is there anything in particular about Endless Dungeon and the world of you know, all these endless game series. Is there anything in particular about that that inspires you or did you draw your inspirations from other places? That inspires the music? Yeah. Oh, yeah, hugely. I mean, I got a pretty big rundown on the folklore of the game mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, that's all, that's all, that was all used fodder for, for the lyrics and the direction of the music. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, you say you're, you're not a gamer. Is there any game in particular that you're going to head for that you think is going to be your starting point after Endless Dungeon? Well, I have to try Sonic because, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. that's the that's the one. He's blue. Yeah. There's rings. Yeah. It's great. Are there any dream games or also just other sort of media that you'd want to work on after working with Endless Dungeon as well? Because I know you were in the True Detective soundtrack too. Yeah. Uh, I recently did some work on a, a podcast, which is a, an immersive, dramatic podcast with scripts and actors. And um, that sounds, that's really fun, too. Mm. Um, I love, I love the idea of having a film play in your mind while you're just listening to the audio and having the music sort of play the same role that it does in a film, you know, mm. bring the drama, bring the emotional aspects, uh, the mysterious aspects, the dark stuff. Um but I, I just like making music in as many different ways as possible. So I'm, I'm wide open. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's nice to experiment with all the different things you can do with every sort of style as well, like podcast, yes. game, film. I just love like the idea of trying something I've not tried and seeing if I can actually do it yeah you know yeah um is it kind of interesting being a part of this saloon kind of vibe as well like bringing those western themes into it yeah for sure I mean I live in Nashville saloons are yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're a thing you know um I don't spend a ton of time in saloons but it's it's a fun it's a fun cliche to play with you know and and being a Nashville person I can see why they pictured me there (laughs) (laughs) they were like oh she's ideal yes perfect (laughs) Perfect fit. <laughs> is this your first time in the UK or have you been no, previously? No, I've been here many times. Many times. Yeah. Okay. I was going to do like a, what's your favorite British food that you've tried whilst you're oh, here? Oh, yeah. But, uh, my favorite British food yeah? is curry, Indian curry. food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is the best British food, honestly. I, all of the best British foods come from somewhere right, else. Right, right, right. <laughs> is Lyra Lynn like a reference to Vera Lynn? It's so, like, there's such a little thread line there. That's a common English question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Purely coincidence. My my f- uh, father's mother's name was Lyra, was oh, Lyra, yeah. and my mother's name is Lynn. So they just put them together. Hey, that's a nice little yeah. combo. Yeah, but I don't mind the association. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, again, timeless, endless, classical. Like it's yes. all there. Yeah. All these words, uh, Lyra. Thank you so much for giving us a little rundown of your role in Endless Dungeon yeah, and pleasure. the beautiful music that you've created for it. Is there anything else you want to tell us about it or? 
No, I'm just excited for it to to come out to the world and yeah, um, get to see your avatar and, and to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go and find <laughs> yeah. digital Lyra. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, yeah, we'll head back to the podcast now. I'm very jealous you got to do that interview, Ash, because uh, obviously I'm a musician myself. But stop there, just stop then. <laughs> it's more that just re- only recently, not to like fulfill my name as TV man or whatever it is. I only recently (laughs) saw uh, True Detective, I think it's series two that she's in. So like honestly, like a month before this interview, I I saw that and didn't know anything about her. Um, So I was like, I'm very very jealous you got to meet her and have the interview. Yeah, the context of that is that she does music in in, in the season. Yes, she does. It's just just a really good sign. Similarly, there's like a bar that they keep returning to in that show and she's in the corner playing her songs not a space bar not a space bar unfortunately not this time I feel like in True Detective it would just be like some murderous tree with corpses hanging off it and they're like oh let's have a tree (laughs) (laughs) what's in the trees in the bar or they've seen the tree and then they're like you know sat under it little picnic little picnic (laughs) in my mind I really get True Detective and Hannibal mixed up all the time of about the death scenes because they're all so visceral anyway this is nothing to do with soundtracks uh, in video games so um, I just want to bring it back round to you guys because I've been talking loads so far so I'd love to hear what your favourite video game soundtracks are and what they mean to you I'm going to go first and say I don't think this is exactly what you mean but this is <laughs> it's important to me uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater soundtracks it's important to everyone obviously it's not composed the they are a collection of music but they I loved those games growing up and they introduced me to music that I hadn't really heard before and it was a big turning point for me and games are great at this like you know uh, FC24 sports games in general really like grabbing actual artists collating amazing soundtracks um, it's such a huge thing that that games can do to introduce you to artists outside of of you know games and original scores and just yeah especially for me tony hawk's uh pro skater games were just massive particularly like hearing no cigar by Millen Collin was just like uh, you could actually go into the menu and just listen to the music i think you could uh, i think you could turn on tracks or something i used to just get home from school go to my room turn on my playstation and just play that track over and over and over again in the in the menu on and on replays and stuff it was so important and i love that about games obviously i think we're probably going to talk about original scores but just their ability to introduce you to great music especially things that are like for me i hadn't really listened to kind of skater punk before mm. it was great and another one would be like guitar hero gave me uh, yes. uh a great love of all kinds of music that I wouldn't maybe have listened to before or given a second thought and like, playing those... the butthole surfers through right yeah through Guitar Hero and also I think like because you're playing you know the idea is you're playing those instruments you kind of listen to those tracks in a slightly different way you don't just hear like the singing maybe in the lyrics but like, you start hearing like bits of the track which I love about those games as well it gives you kind of a more of a well-rounded appreciation for the music Anyway, how about original scores? Because I imagine Rob and Rosie in particular are yeah. have got some big original scores that they love. It feels like your guy's territory, this one. <laughs> who goes first? <laughs> Ash decides who goes first, otherwise I'm just gonna stand sit here politely waiting for Rosie to speak. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Rob to go first, Rosie. Oh, that's all that right. fine with me. But just just I feel like uh it's your time to shine, Rob. Come on. 
Come on. Oh, <laughs> tell us. And then, and then we'll get it rosy in. There's lots. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, I think, is my all-time yep. favourite video game soundtrack, um, which is a, probably a controversial opinion among the Final Fantasy community. Um, Why is that? Well, because any opinion in the Final Fantasy yeah. community is <laughs> Every soundtrack one. is phenomenal. Uh, each soundtrack has its own merits. Um, like each game has its own merits, and each game, I think, resonates with different people for different reasons. Final Fantasy IX, for me, I really love. I think it's Nobu Uematsu's finest work. Um, has has it, he composed the other final, uh, many other Final Fantasy He was the original Final Fantasy composer, yes. Right. I believe he composed up until... I don't want to say, I think Final Fantasy X was the last one where he was the main composer. Mm. He has done composing work on various other games in the series, um, but other composers have come in and taken the mantle since then. Yeah. Um, but Nine, I think, was his best work. There's like an amazing melancholy to so many tracks in that game, which I really like. Um, there's, a, there's a cover artist, I think, called TPR. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, uh, but they do sort of... Um, piano renditions of various video game soundtracks and their the their cover of the final fantasy 9 soundtrack is so amazing it's my sort of like go-to playlist for like i haven't heard that i'm really I'm, curious if i'm going on a walk i think it's called in memoria or something like that okay it's really very good uh freya's theme and the burmesia theme from that game oh, just it's great to listen to and feel sad yeah brilliant music um <laughs> Uh, beyond that, I also really love the soundtrack to Transistor, oh, yeah. which is a Great super show. giants game from many years ago now. Yeah. But what I really loved about that game was how the the character you control in that game is a singer, and you yeah. can sort of like there's a there's a dedicated hum button in yeah. that game where you can just stop and sing along to the soundtrack, and it's not the type of music I would typically listen to. Uh, composed by Darren Corb, I believe, um, who I think is composed the music for many of Supergiant's games. Fantastic, fantastic soundtrack. Very cool. Uh, it's it a, it's very cool. It's a, I don't know what genre you would classify it as. No. I think it has influences from many genres, but it's like being, it's like you're in a cool, it's like you're in a cool space bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of noir. Like, a, like noir, jazzy, yeah, it's definitely sci-fi. Jazz in there. Mm. Um, it sounds like the Endless Dungeon vibe. Oh, it's vibe. fantastic. It's so, so good. Um, and then another one I'd like to mention is Gris. Gris. Uh, or Gris. Um, or Gris. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gris, I believe it's pronounced. Um, soundtrack by uh, an artist called Berlinist, which, again, the soundtrack is so integral to the gameplay in that game that it's sort of bound up in everything you feel about it. All of the emotions and the emotional journey that that game takes you on is so, the music is so integral to it. Um, and again, it's, it's something that's quite hard to describe in terms of genre. Mm. It's very elemental. There are lots of, you can like, Ooh. you can feel the, like the, the wind and the rain in, in the music of it. And again, brilliant. Very so those nice. would be three that yeah. I would pick yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. It's uh, interesting. I, I think there's. Uh, I think we could divide the people on this podcast. I don't know, Ash, exactly which side of the line you're on, but Robert and Rosie, I know that you both listen to video game soundtracks outside of video games. I don't. I don't know about you, Ash. And uh, I, like this is, I love video game music, but I never put it on Spotify or anything. Do you? Uh, the, the one that I do 
uh, always go back to is Hollow Knight. Right. I, I do. That's put a beautiful that on. soundtrack as well. Yeah. Like having just uh, sometimes I just go and sit in Green Path for a bit and vibe. Um, and then if I need to get something done, I'll put on one of the boss fights and be like, ah, um, <laughs> but that, that one I do, I do put on. Um, nothing else really like yeah. there's plenty of soundtracks that I that I love and appreciate but that um oh no actually Doom as well I put on the soundtrack to that yeah. I love listening to to Mick Gordon just absolutely new Doom s- savage yeah, yeah absolutely savage whatever it is that he plays all these strange instruments <laughs> that yeah. make lots of angry noise <laughs> but yeah I listen I listen to the the Doom soundtracks in my playlist um like BFG 3000 and all that sort of stuff and, and Rip and Tear and everything is in my playlist so that comes on a lot and Megalovania from oh yeah Megalovania yeah that's uh, of, from, from Undertale that's like top 10 video game tracks yeah. of all time so I think that is that's incorporated into my into my general listening but like listening to a soundtrack it'll be Hollow Knight just because uh, just how I felt playing that game is incorporated into how it makes me feel when I listen to it. It's mm. just so magical and mystical and melancholy. Like the sitting and being sad thing is so real. Like <laughs> video yeah. game music just loves being sad. Um, but Rosie, I wanted to leave you a little bit later just because you have lots of live experience with soundtracks as yeah. well. Um, and was it Nobuimetsu that you went to see? No, it was just, um, it was like a cover um, concert that I went to for Final yeah. Fantasy specifically. Uh, it didn't cover all the games, but it covered like, like half of them and then there was a second concert that I couldn't make it to but um yeah so I really enjoy listening to video game music like live in concerts and also like when you're it's funny when you're saying like oh my Spotify I've got nothing literally my whole Spotify yeah. is video game I can literally whack did you it out. go to distant worlds at all Rosie uh yes I think that was the one no we went no we did final symphony oh final symphony final symphony that's the one we went to see it's um, the only live music performance I've ever been to is Final Fantasy music in an, in an, in, I think in the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> oh, you went to the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. I went to the Royal Albert Hall and that was for the PlayStation concert, which was years ago before I joined Access. And that like, you know, I haven't cried in a concert yet, but hearing the first Not Hunter, <laughs> I nearly have, I nearly have, but hearing the, the first Hunter yeah. play in the Royal Albert Hall, one, like one of my favorite video game soundtracks ever from Bloodborne. It's just like, I, I was never before have I literally just had like mouth wide open, leaning forward, like like just in complete awe oh it's fantastic but uh so for soundtracks <laughs> Bloodborne just gonna say that now because yeah. you know I've just spoken about it oh this I don't even know where to start Ash I, um, I just know it's massive for you it's like. absolutely huge like you mentioned in Undertale as well that's just yeah. that and Deltarune fantastic soundtracks um you mentioned Guitaru Man previously which was a rhythm game on the PS2 and then you had it on the PSP as well and that's got a brilliant soundtrack because like each stage is a different genre of music um, um, and it's just a really, honestly, look into Kataru Man if you haven't already, guys. <laughs> um, obviously, Parappa the Rapper. I love my little rapping dog. Um, Anum Jamalami. The In terms of like nostalgic, I'm just listing them all off now. <laughs> Katamari is a huge one. Katamari music is probably my favourite music ever because of the variety and how you can have ones that you can just vibe with, chill out with, but also the really upbeat ones where you just feel good. It's just got a beautiful mixture of all emotions you could possibly feel 
Um, in terms of nostalgic ones, yeah, like when you mentioned Tony Hawk, I actually was thinking about Sonic Heroes um, okay. because what I used to do is, especially for me, PS1, PS2 era of soundtracks, they're my, like, my nostalgia. But with Sonic Heroes, I used to, this was when phones could start recording audio. So I used to put my phone up to the little TV speaker <laughs> that was in my brother's room and record the first 30 seconds of a song. And then I would listen to that in like my bedroom, just the same first 30 seconds. Because <laughs> I would... <laughs> So I had like all the Sonic because each team has their own theme. So I recorded all of those first 30 seconds of it. Um, I am all of me from Shadow the Hedgehog is a jam. It's a classic. It's the one that, well, you know, Shadow the Hedgehog. It's basically. Uh, I know the character. Yeah. yeah so they, they had a game of him on PS2 and he's a, he's, it just took, takes a complete leap. You know, he's got guns. There's fire. <laughs> the opening, the opening cutscene has Sonic like just trembling and collapsing while Shadow stands over him. And meanwhile, you've got a song called I am all of me playing and it's like it's like and it's really heavy which you would not expect from a Sonic game it's fantastic Sonic music in general love it to pieces I've listened to so many soundtracks um, especially Sonic Mania that's one I go to a lot on Spotify um, oh god Spyro the Dragon has got some brilliant uh, music by is it Stuart Copeland from The yeah. Police um, yeah so like that's brilliant as well. I listen to Spyro 3 specifically a lot because that's the one I grew up with and also I think it's the best soundtrack. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, classics. You know, the amount of times I've listened to Bear It because Riding Little Polo and I'm just like, I just love I just love the music. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> how, how much, this is sort of for Rob and Rosie, I guess, like how much is the love of the game bound up with the love of the soundtrack in as much as I mean Rosie you've just named a million soundtracks there, yeah I so can keep on like, going do you just you know hear a soundtrack and just think oh I love that and that goes in your playlist or you know like Rob with Final Fantasy 9 is it also that you love that game and it, you know, listening to the music, does it take you back to the game, or are you enjoy, yeah. enjoying it just as a piece of music? Both of those things. I yeah, think. both. Right. I've got so, yeah, I've got definitely some soundtracks that I've listened to without. Maybe like I've dabbled into the game, but I've listened to like a lot right. of the soundtrack and stuff like that. Okay. Um, like when you mentioned Hollow Knight, I hadn't finished it because the, like I was just like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for for the the tones of this game yet. But the music is just so beautiful, and I listen to like the music for it a lot, despite only playing it for a few hours. Um, that just that Green Path track is yeah just it's so beautiful. beautiful there's Queen's Gardens a little later as well which is kind of like a bit of a riff on Green Path because it's another beautiful like green space within the game mm. um, and that one's just oh, just the everything in that game is magical and beautiful but the, the music really is is something special every time I hear the Dung Defender music as well I think of you the Dung Defender just reminds me of you so much like in the nicest possible way you are intrinsically tied to my Hollow Knight experience because I see the Dung Defender I'm like oh that's Rosie <laughs> <laughs> there she is it's because in the whole of that world that's so miserable and dark and everybody's infected with horrors it's like you go to the Dung Defender thing and his, he makes funny noises which is mm -hmm. you anyway he's like Wah -ha! Um, <laughs> but like his whole vibe he doesn't say anything besides these noises he he instead jumps around and you have this proper sense through the music that he is having the best time of his life just having a fight like <laughs> but like he, he like he's a defender of this place but just wants to be like this loyal knight with 
um, you know, that wants to die heroically or, or have a true battle. Like, it's just, it just reminds me of you so much. Like, in a, I just want a true battle. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Every just, day I ask for the true battle. It's just his whole attitude is like, oh, is our fight then? Let's be having you. <laughs> like, that's just the vibe. Of it. I can't describe it until you fight him. I think you will understand if you if you fight him and you'll be like, eh. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's great. He's great. He's just this spot of sunlight in a proper miserable game. And obviously, that's how I see you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That might mean a lot to me. In my existence. In your existence. Here, yeah. <laughs> One thing I love doing as well, just with video game music, is because... Uh, from my like my school friends and stuff who I've been friends with for years, none of them listen to video game music. And um, recently when we went on holiday, we are playing a game where it's like you'll repeat on Spotify and all mine were video game music. And it was wonderful. Like uh, there was a song from Street Fighter 3, I think it was, and it was Dudley's theme, which is like a proper little jammy tune. And it's wonderful from my element to see my friends actually be like, oh, this is a funky song. And then it's just there. I'm like, you're dancing to video game music. Which, which <laughs> you, you fools. You ridiculous. Killed me for years saying I didn't know modern music. Look at you now. (laughs) Similarly, it's embarrassing for me when I'll get in the car with my wife and daughter and like, you know, I've forgotten to (laughs) take my Spotify off whatever it was on the day before when I was driving home from work and I'll just turn the car on and immediately it's like (laughs) very loud as well and they're both like what the heck is this (laughs) (laughs) it's separate Best one was when I was I was driving on a motorway once and it was like raining and uh, just Sephiroth came on and you know I was doing the obviously I always do the speed limit honestly some people on the motorway I'm like what are you doing it's 70 and stuff like that it's but, me it's me going but like still I felt like a boss just like you know doing my 70 in the left lane listening to Sephiroth I was like yeah you don't understand how cool I am right now like I'm loving life <laughs> the best one as well was when I listened it was like spooky season and I was listening to Castlevania Symphony of the Night in my car because that's another great soundtrack and uh, there was uh, sadly there was an accident um, and there was a bit of traffic and a fireman came up to my car just to explain the situation I forgot I was listening to Symphony Symphony of the Night. So, like, he was just talking to me with my music being like, like all this gothic music playing from Symphony of the Night. And that was fantastic. He He didn't mention it at all. And then as soon as I was driving off, I was like, yes, I've educated you. Why did you never get, you know, those people who exist who think everyone wants to listen to the music they're listening to in their car? Yeah. Why is it never people who are listening to video game music? Yeah. I've often thought, you know, I would maybe I'll I'll be that person today, just driving through the centre of town at some red lights, yeah. wind my window down so everyone can hear <laughs> just I don't know the Balan Garden theme from Final Fantasy. Yes, or oh, that'd be great. I did do it once when um, when I was a, a, a teenager. Um, and you know you start going to house parties and things like that my friends had the the playlist playing and I always used to try and slide in um, it's the nightclub theme from Sly Cooper because that's also the theme tune I use for Professor Juice um, so like every time I was I was always like bah, 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 nah, dah, dah. and then my friends would be like what rubbish is this playing on the music and I was like you don't understand it's a great song so that was always my little game and every time it popped up my friends immediately were like get the phone <laughs> meanwhile I'm there jamming 
run into Dimitri's music. It's a great song. It's like a great song. Music. It's because they didn't let it build up to the to the moment of, oh. that it shines. You know, yeah. a song has a little build up coming to it, and I'm just yeah. like, you don't understand, guys. Yeah, who's guys, if we you? just give this ten minutes, it will be great. Go yeah. on. Like. Yeah, you gotta wait until Dim- Dimitri goes. Let's dance. Da, 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 da. It's great. I love that. But also couple more little shout outs oh Hades, Hades soundtrack like Yakas are like a dragon uh, lovely planet there's just so many Rosie so if you many. miss one off the game will know and it will be furious don't say that so, I feel like I should also talk about like <laughs> no, you know I'm more, joking. more modern games as well because I've talked a lot about retro but also I listen to a lot of mo- like modern video game music too this is quite funny because I, I usually when I'm planning the podcast I have like a big list of questions and think about it and um, just so we've got stuff to fall back on in case I wrote two questions for this one so I was like I'm just gonna let Rosie go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the end of our, our main feature but not the end of the fun oh yeah it's oh. the playstation access mini quiz so right i am going to ask you the question of seven games musics Okay, great. I'm not going to describe that a bit more comprehensively. I have seven questions and I want you to name the game that each of the music comes from. Okay. How will we hear the music, you say? I don't have a speaker. I don't have anything I can play it from. Well, never fear for the kazoo is Oh, oh no. Boy. <laughs> oh, God. So I'm going to kazoo out for you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh, please let there be a Metal Gear Solid, another great soundtrack, a Metal Gear Solid song. I want to hear that on the kazoo. Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I've got to try and remember the how they actually go with it because I've just written a list um, and one of them I don't remember how it goes. So we'll just see how, <laughs> we'll just see how it goes for, for you guys. So <sighs> question one. Shout your names to answer. Whoever gets the most points is the winner. Um, you have one guess each. Okay. And I'm only going to play a very short bar. All right then. And also, a short bar. Yeah, like the uh, you can see the kazoo, right? You would think to play it from this end because that is the tapered end. Incorrect kazoo playing. So for those at home, take your kazoo large end to the mouth, large yeah. end to the mouth. Channel like a flying V. Yeah, and then you want to go <laughs> into it, and that will make the noise. So. As so. Yeah. Here we go. So Show after you hear this, you probably won't want to make this noise or hear it again. <laughs> All right. She's warming up. She's warming, she's warming up. up. <laughs> okay. There we go. The kazoo is working. <laughs> Rosie, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still can't hear it now, so that's fine. Rosie's got one there. And now the next one. Number two. Pay attention. Yeah. David, Uncharted. Rosie. A Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yeah. What a thrill. With darkness. Well, hold that thought, because number three... Is it uncharted? <laughs> <laughs> so that's two on Rosie and Dave. Rob, is this not am I not musical enough for you? <laughs> I don't know how you got uh any of those. Any of those from the, the small sample that you heard. It really was a short bar, yeah. Like, you know, what was that thing <laughs> that what, they did? What the, thing? the music version of Wordle. Oh, Hurdle. yeah. Oh, Hurdle, yeah. Hurdle, yeah. I, fam- I never got a single one. 
Really? I just don't Famously, know. Famously, I like needs how five minutes then. with a track, and then he'll yeah. be like, oh, I need yeah. to actually hear the music, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> right, the next one. This one's more your wavelength. That's your, the one clue I'll give. So this is number four. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how to start off. Rob. The Elder Scrolls. Well, Which one? That's the Elder Scrolls theme from all of the games, Ash. Okay. I, I was thinking of <laughs> Skyrim. No. Oblivion. Yes. I'll <laughs> <have it>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does fit in. The Oblivion one is the one I listened to to he, vibe up for He's it. happy with himself. <laughs> he looks pleased. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's got a point. Uh, there we Thank go. Thank you. Um, right. The next one. Is it even possible for Rob or I to win at this point or... Is it, is Rosie already won it? I don't know. You see. Well, it's just maths, Ash. <laughs> well, there's seven questions. Rosie's right. won two, and yeah. you've got one each. Okay, so there's three left. All right then. Yeah. So. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Well. Oh, David. The Last of Us. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Literally, yeah. just hit me. <laughs> Melancholy. I knew I knew it before I actually knew it. I was like, just say your name. As soon as you said it. To all, eh, Rosie? I thought you were good at this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you are a musician after all. (laughs) So are you. I'm not a musician. So are you drumming in VR. (laughs) Okay, the next one. What number even is it? I think we're on six, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Rosie! Rosie! Megalovania on the (laughs) tail! Oh, please make it stop. Please. Rosie Megalovania on the tail. Good lord. A song I've not even heard. Ruined for me already. (laughs) That was a great song. Great song. (laughs) And right, the last final one. The last Um, final one. The last final one. Unless there's a tie break situation, because if I get it, then it's three all to Rosie and I. Oh, okay. Then I will have to quickly Google a song. Okay, and the final one. That's all you're getting. I can repeat that for you. I recognise it, but it's not ringing any bells. Hang on. Again. <laughs> Rosie, Portal. Yeah. Um, still alive. Yeah. Yes. Okay, still alive. Blimey. I'm making a note here. Oh, very good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's very good. Iconic. Um, and that was the the music. <laughs> the music. <laughs> yeah. So, right. We had uh, Rosie with four, three? Four. Four. Well, I was too excited by this to keep score. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed, yeah. Uh, Rob, you got a point. Yeah. I shouldn't have let it happen because I was thinking of Oblivion, but it, it was correctly noted that it is an Elder Scrolls theme so yes and Dave you got two thank you <laughs> well done Rosie. so well done well done everyone yeah well, I was gonna say well done everyone but also well done Rosie for being the winner oh, Rosie won right. yeah the rest of us bring up the rear yeah well and on to the rear end of this podcast as well we're going to move to comments of the week now so pause for some more beautiful music and then we'll get on to the comments of the week song and also the comments of the week that come after it <laughs> 
It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for comments of the week. Oh, thank God there's four of us again. <laughs> no, yeah, it's hell without oh, four. It I is just, hard. I was elated by the just the smoothness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Rob, thank you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> felt, felt right. Oh, what a As great podcast. As it was podcast. written to be performed. I um if you'll you'll notice the continuation is poor right now in our uh, feed because I've had to swap to my phone <laughs> <laughs> as the tablet died. So uh, just hold this close to my face <laughs> to be able to to read the comments of the week. We've got one from Ket Dev up first, which says hashtag Pod Squad, Pod Squad, hashtag Pod Squad. Uh, in honor of Ash, oh we're starting well. <laughs> in honor of Ash, I'm turning the whole month of October into spooky season. I will only play horror themed games on my PS5. PS5 for back catalogue included. Okay, Thank good you. to know. <laughs> I've got a store video watcher there. And only watch horror movies and TV shows. Also, I'll buy loads of extra Halloween candy to keep me going throughout. Let the bloodshed and carnage come in! Yes! Unbelievable. I love, I love this. It. Like, I know. I've got an idea. <laughs> I think I'll turn October into horror. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Well done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely mad. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, the commitment to it is actually quite hard. Even as someone who, like, yeah. I'm an all year round horror person. I know. So, but all month solidly is actually really hard I know. to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, like, I can't imagine For anything. That. Just anything. Like, oh, fancy a break from this horror game. Oh, yeah. watch a horror movie. Yeah. Or maybe a horror TV show. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's just, oh, I just can't, I don't even know. Good I, luck. Yeah, I've, I've done I've done the take a break from watch, playing a horror game to watch a horror film stuff for a long time. And it's good. It's good. But yeah. sometimes you need a trashy TV show in the middle. Definitely. Some reality TV. Or you need to watch, I like a cartoon sometimes. Maybe yeah. you start blurring the lines, you know, like social horror. Like yeah. as in, like, oh, cringe. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe that. That's oh my horrible. God. Oh no, you've inspired something in me to write about Love Island now. Uh, there you Ooh, go. Social Ooh. horror. It's actually connected. This is why horror fans love trashy TV. It's another kind of horror. <laughs> oh, everything's horror. Please That's just make part. sure that you credit me. That's all I ask. Um, as usual, it will be no, and I'll pass it off as my own idea. But thank you for asking. At least you're so. honest. Apart from in the actual piece, where <laughs> <laughs> uh, next comment that doesn't happen, by the way, just to clear that up. Um, the, the next comment is from Paul Carnell. Paul, oh, how's he written that? Oh. He says hashtag Pod Squad. Pod Squad. Hi team, and this is this is a long one. Okay, come on, Paul. This is to give a big note of thanks to Rosie. Earlier this year, I saw on her socials that she was running the Bath Half Marathon for charity. It's a huge undertaking for anyone, but Rosie said she hasn't really done much running before, but was taking on for a cause close to her heart. This really got to me as I've been putting off doing something like this for ages. However, seeing that Rosie was willing to put herself through this lit a fire somewhere and inspired me to also sign up for the Bath Half. I have done some running before, but nothing like a half marathon. So I started training about four months ago in earnest and have managed to raise over £500 for charity, which is really important important to me so i just wanted to say a massive thanks to rosie for inspiring me together with aloud you can do it i'll make sure my daughter lilica or yeah lilica who is nine years that's a beautiful name i just haven't seen it before so excuse if i've pronounced that wrong um who is nine years old and loves access Two, gives you a massive cheer if she sees you on the way around best of luck on the day i know you'll do great oh don't i'm gonna cry <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that's so lovely to oh, hear don't cry. <laughs> oh no it's, but oh I, you've got this 
guys, you can do it. <laughs> You're going to smash that half marathon as well. I'm so happy you've raised so much money as well for your charity of choice as well. That's so wonderful to hear. Yeah, oh. I think this is a great moment, obviously. I literally read it in before we go to be like, talk about Rosie's run. And they've got to, they've got <laughs> to it They've got to it first. So uh, it's happened very soon, isn't it? Yeah, very soon. When this podcast goes live. On the 14th. Yeah, so literally tomorrow. Yeah. So I will uh-huh. be out there running those blooming hills in Bath. Yeah, yeah. They so, are blooming hills. Yeah, yeah, literally everything's like, oh, it's all flat and everything's all flat and everything. And then I looked at the route and it was like, how have we made it so flat? Well, we've done this route twice. And literally I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's a hill, that's a hill, that's a hill. <laughs> I'm just like, just just say you're just a hill marathon. Yeah, Bath is absolutely very hilly. Um, but yeah, so if you want to see more on, on Rosie's Run as well, keep up with her socials because you've been posting loads of links um, to the the charity stuff but as well to all the different runs that she's been doing there's loads of updates on there if you oh, want to see thank you. Rosie's running because it's been you've been watching you do it at lunch times at the moment which is crazy yeah, I've been trying to get used to some of the, the bath area a bit more for the yeah. 30 minute lunchtime runs yeah but I more importantly you come in like ah yeah unless you're coming in sweating <laughs> I'm always just like let me sit in the fan for a bit yeah but just for for this lovely comment thank you so much you are genuinely going to smash the half marathon you've been training for four months which is crazy so you're going to smash it you're probably going to do better than me because I am a terrible runner but you've got this you're going to be absolutely epic and good luck on the day yes Paul thank you so much for sending that in that's lovely thank and you Paul for doing loads of great stuff as well um, so yeah if you see Paul and Lilica there you go yes they're, they're at the if you see margin. me scream and I'll scream back in your face like in <laughs> encouragement like we could both be sweaty and screaming together like ah! <laughs> <laughs> you're going to nervously go Paul Paul <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, next comment is from Treble who says hashtag pod squad. pod squad hey guys in the escapism episode of the podcast a commenter told you that his wife thought you were all called Martin, Max, Roxy and Robin and I wondered if you guys ever built up an idea of what commenters look like like I always imagine the commenter Father Gascoigne as a vicar on his downtime rather than the Bloodborne boss <laughs> <laughs> typing this I realised I could be mistaken for a wolf in a hammock or a treble clef by my own logic cheers anyways and hope you're all well thank you for the amazing content that brings myself and many others so much joy Great question. Nice. And a nice comment. I, I always think Andy Johnson is like a, a short, bald man, just because that's what Andy Johnson from Crystal Palace used to look like. <laughs> but I've actually met Andy Johnson as in the commenter from the Access community yeah. at, I think, our live Last of Us podcast. Yeah. He didn't look like that at all. No. Did you tell him? Uh, no. 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 But I think he knows. Now he knows that I associate him with Andy Johnson, the Crystal Palace footballer. Yeah. It's, I mean, they do have the same name. He so has hair. Hard. He has hair. Right. Oh, completely It's like the main difference. Completely so. different. I don't, I don't think I have, but I definitely think about all the names. Yeah. Like, the names are good. Yeah. Some are just funny. Some are like, where's that come from? Like Throbbing some, Uncle. Right. I mean, Throbbing Uncle <laughs> is it, like, what a name. What a name. <laughs> it, got, it makes me think about it every time. Like, what is going on here? Um, Actually, now I am picturing Throbbing Uncle, and that I wouldn't recommend it. So, (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know about you guys. Do you picture commenters, or do you just like hear their names and wonder? I have not with everyone's name. If they just have a name, then I don't really picture anything. Like Steve. Yeah, like if it's it's just their name, then I'm like, okay, cool. But if they've got like a moniker, like Fuchsia the Fool is the one that I think of. Which one? Um, Fuchsia the Fool. Right. And um, because this, this one makes me laugh the most because I've always thought of her as a jester in a 
pink outfit right. but like a proper little hee 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 with bells on and like just in a full hot pink um like harlequin jester outfit yeah. um but she's like a gorgeous model because i've seen right. her on instagram afterwards and it's like it just really made me laugh the two images that i had of this like hee hee hee. <laughs> 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 so i thought that was good um but yeah the just names i'm always like yeah good i uh, just just a person if you have a if you have a moniker then you've got an image so yeah definitely Monica's are good. Yeah, that's a good. I I always like. Um, I mean, I know it's Jellyfield Empanada uh, or Empanada, but I always or <laughs> Empanada is good. Empanada, empanada. Was, you nailed it. Yeah. But ever since Jellyfield Panda, every time I see the username, I just picture just a, a panda, like just a, just <laughs> a lovely, jelly, jelly. Just yeah. a, a lovely, a lovely panda. But I'm fully someone who like whenever um, we meet the wonderful community members out and about, when they say like you know, oh, I'm a you Spoonie Bard and stuff, I'm like. <gasps> Ah, like because I fully just scream seeing like an image to the names that you see yeah. in the chat all yeah. the time and stuff like that so if I have screamed in your face because you've given me your name I apologise it's genuine <laughs> like just out of happiness and joy <laughs> Rosie does do the yells I do lots of yells we also have a comment from Luciano Capini who says hashtag pod squad, pod squad. can we please have Rob's thoughts on the toilet seat debate very curious oh Rob yeah you, you wouldn't have heard this because you didn't listen to the last podcast but I Oh, it's difficult. We'll get into it real quick. I said that I think that we're getting, forgetting about lids here. Lids aren't part of this. It's just toilet seat. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you've always got to leave the toilet seat down. Uh, I said that I think you should leave the toilet seat as you have used it. So if I walk in and the toilet seat is down and I'm a standing user at that moment, I lift it up, I use it, I walk away. The next person is a sit-down user. They put it down. They use it. They walk away. That's what I think. Hang on, it That's was seat, not lid the whole time. I was thinking of lid when we were like, when we were doing the debate. We, we, no, had, we very much specified the difference between lid. Probably, but I was so entrapped by your <laughs> by your debate. <laughs> I was so like, listening to your debate. I was just picturing the lid the whole time. No, oh, lid lids. down, like seat down. <laughs> like, there we go. Oh, great. Yeah, the Brilliant. seat, seat Rob, down. I thought do it was think? like just the lid. Whatever it is, what's your take? What's your take? I think it's just a courtesy to probably... Well, I live with well, I live with my wife and my daughter, both of whom sit down to use a toilet, so yeah. I just leave it down after I've used it. Having said that, I also like a luxury wee. I like okay. a sit-down wee. So to it's be honest, most people in my house sit down for the majority of the time. So oh. it's just... Also, I close the lid as well. I hate... I just hate the look of the toilet lid seat being up yeah so i i will i just you close it look I, I i want to make something clear because i haven't been clear about this i also put the seat down i just think that it's nonsense and that we should live in a society where people do their thing and it's like i don't get this like lack of equality around the toilet seat i have another point to make because i've been why have you brought this up again commenter <laughs> I, I just want to say now in the last podcast i said like oh it depends on the situation i was like no my seat's always down i'm like now i know it's not the lid and it's the seat no that seat's always down so i think we're all agreed that the seat goes down but like i've been we're, i was reading the, i was reading the comments on the video as well and um mo like there was there was split most of the comments i saw because i was looking for ones that agreed with me yeah <laughs> agreed so, uh, right. oh, okay that's fine um, but the uh the one that stuck out to me which i thought was a great point um that ill made by me is that toilets are made to be sat on 
they're made for sitting sit down users right. like you a stand up user can use a urinal uh, not in a house not maybe not in a house but toilets are made for sitting if they were made for sitting then the li- the seat wouldn't go up and down no but the seat goes up and down to have the convenience for a stand up user to be able to use it that way but normally it's like everybody can use the toilet sitting down only some can use it standing up so i think it's just like the default position should be lid and seat down but seat down that's that is absolutely no it's not if you lived in a house i don't think we need to debate it again now we don't need to it it does actually i'm getting increasingly angry okay (laughs) i just can't believe how silly i was last podcast away from the podcast you and i can get into a room and hash it out Let's move on. If, Let's move I on. would like to also note that if it was a whole house of stand-up users who preferred that, do, live your life. But like, you know, majori- okay. majority rules. But but Let's move on, Ash. Default. It's a sit-down utensil. Okay, next comment. It's not a utensil. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat with the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, modest Mice is our last comment. He says, hashtag VOD squad, hashtag pod squad. Pod squad. squad. I think you are all on a roll with designing certain types of games. And since it's October, maybe you should design a horror game. I imagine Ash would love that. She would. Uh, anyway, one thing regarding Halloween, I think the team should try to dress up this year for the last event. I know some people have certain years, like Rosie as the ghost. That was because she failed the challenge. She had to dress up. Um, but I think everyone should dress up as a PlayStation character. I suggested last year when Rob was dressed as Kratos in his God of War live streams, and I'll suggest it again now. Thanks for all the content. <laughs> have a spooky October. Well, I think that's it. We've got to, get, we've got to dress up now, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for that suggestion. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to think about October. I don't want to think about the live streams. I don't want to think about... Don't get me dressing up as well. Oh, it'd be fun though. No, would it be fun? It's like, you know, when we did the Halloween party one, that was my favourite finale we've done. And like behind the scenes, I know it was the most stressful day of everyone's like career. But uh, when we did the stream, it was great. And yeah. like being able to play all the mini games and everything, that would work so well with dressing up. And mm. we should do it again so everyone can enjoy it. Well, I was the ghost in that one, yeah. wasn't I? So I was already dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great fun. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so I think um, I think I think it's a good idea. But well, I'm surprised. I just love dressing up. I know. Yeah. I did love being a pumpkin with yeah. Rob last. Was it last year we were pumpkins? Yeah, yeah you were that was great. Fun. There's, there's a other potential idea we have. I'm not going to say in case Ooh. we don't do it, but it also involved dressing up. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh. We'll talk about that after. It's moving on though, up. before before questions start to arise, we're now going to move on to before we go, which is a final part of our podcast: boohoo, sadness, and despair. Okay, this is the last bit. We're just going to do it real quick. Does anybody have anything they'd like to add before we go? Before we go. Before we go. <laughs> Uh, I actually <laughs> oh, got me. Before we go, that's it. That's the before we go. Wrap it up there. <laughs> before we go. Before so we many go. bees. <laughs> the five bees. Oh, yeah, that's right. The five bees. Are before, yeah. Before, yeah. before we go. Before we go. Before we go. time. Oh, oh, see. Okay, that's the end. Though. That's the end. Uh, I'm not letting no. that continue. <laughs> Unless somebody does have anything to say, because last time I tried to end it quickly, Dave had been to Miami. I've been to Miami then. Ash, we get, didn't get to talk about it. No, all I've got is uh, TV stuff, which I don't think it's going to compete with Bibble Be Gone. No, I was going to say, all I've done is I watched a TV series, but you, you've, you've just oh, taken the show. Well, okay. The only thing... <laughs> Before we go! <laughs> 
god. Okay, no, actually, let's just finish. It was Friday the 13th yesterday, is all I was going to say. Hey, the uncanny, the uncanny TV show started on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's an I'm access, too scared to an watch access it. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Season three of the podcast is out now as well. But there's a three episode TV show, I think on BBC Two, also an iPlayer. <laughs> Sorry, the BBC. Bim- 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 Try the spooks. I watched Castlevania Nocturne. That's my one. Good. Good. Everything is good. I got a tattoo yesterday, hopefully. So that'll be my first one. And it's in honor of Spooky Day. So now it's the end and we are going to go. Good day, everybody. Thank you for watching. If you would like some more. <laughs> Don't laugh. If you, would like you better some... get be Bobby Go tattooed on you. Or else you're a coward. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, if you'd like some more lovely PlayStation Access content, head over to our YouTube channel of the same name. But we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with another fresh hot podcast goodbye be you back beak (laughs) bye